Lord, Father, God, I come to you right now to just give you thanks. I want to thank you for the time that you've allotted for us to partake in this podcast, whether it's listening to it, whether it's recording it. I just want to say thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of life. Um, I, I know me, I can easily forget that waking up, that having health, that um, you know, my family getting to see another day is truly a gift, Lord. And um, it's in times of grief, it's in times of loss that we're reminded just how precious, how fine this life is, Lord. And right now, there are people in my life who are dealing with grief, people who are dealing with sickness, illness, who are dealing with um, different things, Lord. So I just want to ask for you just to continue to be with them, that um, they seek you for peace, that they seek you for comfort um, in the trying times that they're experiencing right now. I thank you, Lord, um, and I love you. And it's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. It's your boy, Rakees. I'm going to welcome you all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank you all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. We enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 98, and I'm truly blessed and honored to still be the chosen vessel that gets us stood over this here ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. So I'm going to just get right to it. On December 21st, this Wednesday, I will be turning 32 years old. And I've said on here before, but I like to use my birthday as a time to just reflect and just to thank those who have made it what it is, right? You know, no one remembers their actual birthday, right? Like my actual birth had nothing to do with my own efforts or anything that I did, right? I just showed up, you know? And so I just, you know, first and foremost, just want to thank, you know, I always want to thank the Lord, right? You know, just thank him for his grace, you know, allowing me to see, you know, 30 plus years on this earth, right? You know, 30 plus years. If you live 56 years, you look at 30 years like, oh, you a baby, that's nothing. But, you know, just growing up where I grew up at, where teenagers were getting killed left and right, where, you know, people were just, people didn't really get to see, you know, this many years, you know, um, it's truly a blessing. You know, I, I think about the life that I have and just how blessed I am, you know. You know, um, sometimes I have to pause and just sit and meditate on the thought that I am married. Like, I'm married. I have kids, right? And it's so funny because I remember a time in life where 
this just seemed like a pipe dream. Like this was just something that was never going to happen. You know, I even have old rhyme books, you know, talking about how I'll never get married, never have kids. I'm just always going to be lonely. You know what I'm saying? What was me type stuff. Right. And so for this to be a reality, for this to be my life, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, the card that I have, you know, I think about just, you know, the church family. I think about, um, you know, having three books published, having three albums out, you know, just all these crazy things I've been able to do. And with the 31 years that the Lord has given me, you know, I could, I'm just so thankful, you know? And so obviously, you know, uh, after him, the obvious, you know, thanks goes to, you know, just my family, you know, my wife, um, you know, my boys, just for making this journey that much more enjoyable. You know, my parents, uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ at a at City Church and just, you know, in general, right? And so I'm just so, so blessed, you know, you know, just going into 32 and just knowing all that I've been able to do, um, thus far it's just really exciting right and so you know just to know the first thing i'm going to be doing when i turn 32 is awesome you know um so yeah it's, it's just it's just straight up a blessing you know um so thank you all for uh you know making 31 what it is and what it was and i and i, I you know i pray god willing you know that 32, 33, 34, and beyond um, are just as awesome or even more awesome, man. So, you know, thank you all, you know, in advance. Last night, so uh, uh, some of you may or may not know, I'm, I'm going through the book of Mark right now with my eight-year-old. Um, you know, we've been going through the book of Mark, and there was a, a really awesome text that we jumped into last night. And it's uh, from Mark chapter seven, verses 18 to 23. It says, are you so dull? He asks, don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them for it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out the body. And saying this, Jesus declares all foods clean. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them for it is what for it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. And so uh, just rereading this verse was so awesome. Like I always say on this podcast, it's crazy how you go into something looking to teach somebody else a lesson, right? Like whether it be your partner, whether it be a, a homie, a parent, or someone on Instagram or your own kids, and you end up learning something. So, you know, going through this text, you know, I remember me and my brother and Paul, me and my brother in Christ, Paul, uh, reading this text. And I love this text so much because to give a little background, um, early in the chapter, you know, the, the Pharisees, the people of town, they're looking down on the disciples because the disciples are um they're not engaging in the 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 rituals of the the traditions of the elders you know so you know back then you know if the, if you went to a marketplace such as you know uh you know a mall or a store or something like that you know you would you know wash yourself of the filth of others right and so um you know these people are always trying to catch 
you know, Jesus, you know, for lack of a better word, slipping, <laughs> catch a disciple slipping, always trying to question him, you know, always, you know, trying to be right. And that's something that to this day, Christians have a problem with is always trying to be right as opposed to trying to be helpful or, um, you know, trying to or trying to be a servant. You know, it's more about being right. But that's that's, the, that's beside the point. But the thing I really like was that um, about this text is that it's, it talks, you know, a lot of times in life we can blame others for stuff right and so let me get this let me let me break it down i'm not downplaying anything that's happened to anybody i'm not downplaying experiences whatever but what i'm saying is is that um a lot of times you know we can blame a job for making us like a certain way or we could blame a parent or a partner or an experience and um what the lord is saying is that it's not the outside things that defile us. It's the things that are within us that come out that defile us, right? So I can't blame a coworker for making me, um, I was using an example to my son where, you know, I was talking about like, if, if a friend convinced him to steal something, um, we can't necessarily say, oh, well, that friend made me steal. No, that friend just gave you an opportunity to live out what's in your heart, right? So, for instance, like, in my heart, I love Starbucks. You know, so if my wife was to say, let's go do Starbucks, I'm going to go to Starbucks. That's just what it is, you know? And I can't blame my wife, say, oh, well, my wife made me go. No, in my heart, I love Starbucks. Now, if my wife said, oh, you know, let's go to um, Wingstop. I don't, there's nothing there for me, right? So I don't have that desire. So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to have that desire to go. And so um, this text just reminds me the importance of our heart, of our pot, of our heart posture. And it makes me that much more, that makes me that much more encouraged to know that God is working on our insides, not, not just necessarily um, our actions, our circumstances. He's working on our insides and making us, um, whole making us right within first as opposed to working outside in and so you know he's so for me that's also a reminder that i can't blame you know like although it's good for us to fast from instagram and things like that um you can't we can't necessarily blame instagram for you know um or tv shows or anything for our our, our us falling short those things are just flaring up what's inside us, right? Like, once again, um, if I am a person who, you know, deals with drug addiction, right? If I watch a show and there are people doing drugs on the show, um, that's going to, you know, cause a certain reaction from me, a certain thoughts from me, where if I'm someone who doesn't, like, you know, for like a show... Or people may deal like let's say people deal like with eating disorders, right? Like if there's a certain show that I'm watching, um, it may not flare up a certain reaction from me. So um it's just a reminder for a for me, it's a reminder for me to a take accountability for myself and to know myself, right? Like you gotta know yourself. Like I talk to people and they'll talk about certain content that reminded them of something or they had bad dreams. And so at the end of the day, you know you, right? Like, I only know the version of you that you have allowed me to see, right? 
and but you know the real you. So if you're partaking in things that are um, causing you to backslide, causing you to go down certain roads that you know you shouldn't go down, then you shouldn't partake in that, right? You know, there's just certain things, you know. So it's just so it just reminds me to know myself, to recognize there's certain people I'll need to follow, certain shows I'll need to watch. You know, like like for the most part, when it comes to music, I listen to my worship music or I listen to like the local homies. But I don't, you know, I don't listen to Drake. I don't listen to a lot of the stuff. You know, I stay away from, you know, uh, TikTok and things like that because I just know for me, I know me personally, that's something that I don't need to partake in. You know, some people, y'all are much more holier, much more righteous than me. Y'all can partake in that stuff and y'all could, you know, stay in your Bible. Y'all could stay, you know, on point. But me, it's just not for me. So um, A, it just reminds me self-accountability, but B, it also reminds me just how important God, just how important the heart is and our actions are to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so that text is a very, very, very convicting and very, very um, timely, you know, because there's just so much stuff that's coming at us, right? You know, you look up, you go on, you, you go on Netflix and you know, there's something coming across your banner, you know, um, whether it's, you know, it's stuff that you would never even watch. You know, there's there's uh, you go on Spotify and they're suggesting certain music to you. You go to your, you know, Google searches or whatever you go on social media and things are just popping up. Right. And so um, it's just a reminder for me, you know, to uh, to be mindful and to know that and ultimately to know that the source is me. You know, I remember I remember, you know, talking to my brother in Christ, Constantine and um you know, I share a story a lot, but I remember saying the evil one is playing tricks on you. And he said, no, I'm the evil one. And I remember being like, huh? But as I've grown in my faith, I understand what he was saying. He was saying that, you know, Satan doesn't have the power to make him do anything, right? Satan doesn't have the authority. All he can do is just provide opportunities, right? So, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, <laughs> we use drugs again. Can't nobody make me do no drugs. And I know somebody's going to be a smart butt and say, well, somebody put a gun to your head, something like that. No one can make me do drugs, right? Like no one can make me do drugs, but people could put me in situations that drugs are present and that I can't partake in drugs, right? And it's on me from there to choose whether I do or do not partake in said thing, right? So um, that text is always um, is always a good one. I love when I stumble across that. Uh, I love when I stumble across that text. Um, anywho, as promised, I told you that we would keep going into the project. Um, I hope these songs help. Last episode we did track two, too many. So uh, this episode we're going to do track three. I'm on. Um, off top, uh, I sampled the little. I wish I, I wish I had the song. Um, I should I should have wrote down a song I sampled, but I sampled like a little a little bit from this from another song. And um, the way this song came about is that I was listening to Rick Rubin interview Missy Elliott, and um, just listening to her talk about music and just reflecting on her music. Because you know, when I was a kid, my dad wasn't into letting me buy no gangster rap, nothing like that. But he allowed me to buy Missy Elliott CDs. So you know, I always bought Missy Elliott CDs. I always loved her. Um, her visuals, you know, I just loved, you know, her music was very appealing to me as a child, right? And so um, 
I was just listening to her music and, you know, just how fun it was. And I was talking to this young man, uh, my brother in Christ, Ernest, and I was talking about how, you know, when I was in the process of making this album or this EP, whatever you want to call it, that uh, I really wanted to make something that just was fun, something that was enjoyable. And so uh, I was on this, you know, on this website and I was looking for stuff to chop up. And I found this little chop. And so um, I just kind of started going from there. So the wrist, so, you know, the song was inspired by Missy Elliott. You know, I just really want something, you know. So, like, when I hear a little, dum, 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 it kind of reminds me like a Timbaland beat for some reason. Like, that little sound reminds me of something that Timbaland would mess with. So um, that's, what, that's what the inspiration came from. And then um, really this song, really when I first initially started the project, I think this song, was the first song on the project. And I just want to come out and let people know, like, I'm on, you know, just in case you didn't know, I'm on. And so, yeah, the song is, you know, the song starts off, you know, yeah, I'm on. I just had to let you know I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. And so, you know, it's just kind of playing back uh, to, like, the first two tracks. And so it's like, I'm on. Like, I'm letting you know that I'm on. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm declaring you know, that just like the first song, Hemothy, I'm declaring that I'm him, I'm that dude. This track, I'm also letting you know that I'm on. Like, I'm here, I'm on. You know, like, and, and, and the whole point of saying I'm on is that I also want to let people know that, like, can't nobody tell me where I stand um, as far as the music goes, right? Or where I stand with Christ. Like, nobody can tell me that. Only he can. And so I wanted to make sure I took the power from people because, you know, a lot of times... You hear people talking about getting getting on or, you know, trying to get recognition. And I want to let people know that, like, I'm already there. Like, I, like I'm already a big deal in the kingdom of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm already a big deal. Like, um, I remember my my, uh, my brother in Christ, uh, I saw someone share one of his songs. And they said, like, why don't you share your music more? Um, I'm paraphrasing. Why don't you share your music more? You know, you could get more such and such, whatever it was. Some, some that relayed that connected to more attention, more numbers, more whatever. And, you know, my thought was just like, I'm already on. You know, I'm, I'm already on. Like, people are fighting for blue checks. People are fighting for Grammys. People are fighting for, you know, whatever it is. Whatever it is, type of status symbol that, that we've been told to chase in music. And I just want people to know that I already got that, that I'm on, that, you know, I'm very... I, I don't know if I said it on, on this project or what project I said on, but I have a song where I said I'm verified by the most high, right? So um, keep your blue check, you know. And so that's kind of the vein that the, that the I'm on starts with. So I was smart this week. And once again, I have my lyrics prepared. Um, so the beginning says, no bloodline. I'm just chilling with my ooze. Now, for those of you who know me, my wife, uh, they know that I'm a, I'm a wrestling mark. I'm a, I'm a big wrestling nerd. I love wrestling. And so they have the uh, a wrestling group called the Usos. So, you know, and they're part of a faction called the Bloodline. So I was like, no Bloodline. I'm just chilling with my Us. And the reason why I said that was because, one, I thought it'd be cool to give a shout out to the Bloodline. And then, two, um, this song originally I sent it to my brother in Christ to put a verse on it. So, you know, I was kind of trying to shout out my bro on the track, like no bloodline, I'm chilling with my oos. And then, you know, uh, for those who don't know, oos in that culture, that means like brother, bro, like, br- like the way we use like, what's up, bruh, 
Like, that's how they throw Oost around. So, you know, Oost was also like, I'm chilling with my bruh. But uh, he never got on the track. And that's why there's like a big one minute gap after I'm done rapping because I was meant for him. But yeah, so that's where that reference comes from. Then it says, uh, yeah, no bloodline. I'm just chilling with my Oost. Um, Genesis to Revelations. Yeah, that is my proof. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Genesis to Revelations, you know, the first bi- the first book of the Bible to the last Bible. So, you know, um, you know, when it talks about being on, that, that ties back to why I'm on, you know, Genesis to Revelations, Genesis to Revelations. So it's like, you know, the lyrics I'm coming up with, all the concepts, everything, it comes from him. It comes from someone, something above me, right? And so, you know, Genesis to Revelations, yeah, it'd be my proof, you know? So it's like, I'm, I'm just pulling from inspired by that, you know, that's why, that's why like I try to stay away from listening to too many rappers. Cause I don't want to be um, like, like you hear a lot of Christian rappers where they sound like Travis Scott. They sound like I, I, I heard a, um, somebody was playing a Christian rapper to me and I legit thought it was um, what's that guy. I think his name, his name is YNJ, but like, there was this Christian rapper who was doing like the whole Detroit flow that people are doing now. And I was like, that's an issue. I don't want to listen to like the only way you could as a Christian rapper bite other people's styles is that you'd have to either a be like freshly saved or B be listening to a lot of that content and really studying it and biting it. So uh, I like to stay away from a lot of secular music because I don't want that to bleed into what I do now. There are certain people that like I've always been inspired by, you know, like the Kendricks, the Missy Elliott's, people that I've listened to for a long time. So I'm always able to just like naturally tap into that. But to go back and like find what's hot, what's new, you know, to the point where you just mimic them, sound like them, and then throw a few Jesus in there, I'm cool. So Genesis of Revelations, yeah, it is my proof. I'm kicking, I'm kicking Doxology when I'm in the booth, and so um. Kicking doxology. Doxology is uh, you got theology, which is the study of Christ, you know, study of God. And then doxology is like the worship, the praise. And so, you know, um, I'm already I'm building off of the Genesis of Revelations. That's my proof. You know, so I'm talking about the Bible being, you know, my inspiration and um, what and what verifies me. And then saying, you know, kicking doxology when I'm in the booth. So, you know, the Bible is, is my source and because the Bible's my source, when I'm in the booth when I'm making songs, I'm I'm giving praise on every track. Um, I spent the whole calendar with no roof, and then so that's just talking about you know after the fire happened, um, you know I was sleeping in game rooms, you know what I'm saying, you know sleeping in you know whatever, and um, you know I had a roof over my head, right? But it was always temporary, like like the the places that I stayed at. After the fire happened, um, I was just buying time there. They, they didn't want me there. Um, I wasn't necessarily welcome there. You know, it was like doing me a solid. But um, I always knew that my time was up. I always knew. So, you know, for me, you know, um, spent the calendar with no roof. It's just like I just always knew that this wasn't the final stop. So when I say spend the calendar with no roof. I don't mean like literal homelessness. I mean just like more of like a... a I don't know the word for it, but I spent the whole calendar with no roof, you know. And then it says, I was off the map. I deal with depression, but I'm off of that. 
So, you know, it's like I was off the map and like literally I was off the map. Like I had no physical address as far as like I had to figure out how I was going to get mail. You know, I remember when I would apply for stuff, apply for jobs. I wouldn't know like what address to put because I'm like, I don't want stuff going to these houses because I'm not going to be there long term and they don't want me there long term. And so I'm always like, so I was always buying time until I figured out what was the official address that I would, you know, that would be my home. But, um, yeah, so when I say I was off the map, you know, I remember, you know, someone calling me and, you know, trying, like, anyways, I was just off the map, right? Like, if I needed important documentation, it was hard and it was just a lot of stuff, man. But, yeah, it says uh, I was off the map, dealt with depression, but I'm off of that. And so, you know, yeah, it's just talking about, you know, dealing with depression. You know, I, I think I've been pretty tra- transparent about that, about, you know, just battling with depression, you know, dealing with that and just, um, you know, <laughs> you know, and when I talk about off the map, it also refers to musically, too. Right. Um, but, yeah, you know, you know, I just deal, deal with depression, um, you know, just from different things that I went through in life. Um, but, you know, now it's just saying I'm off of that. You know, and not to say that every day is like peachy and I'm fine, but, you know, it's like I'm cool off of that. Like, like I'm good off that. Like, I'm good. So I'm off of that. I started with the books. Now I give y'all slaps. And so, you know, it's pretty straightforward. You know, when I came onto the scene, you know, I was known as the book guy, known as a poetry guy. And so I start off with the books. Now I'm giving y'all music now. Um blueprint for those who come after me um kill the beat no casualty um look how i do it so casually so you know it's like when i talk about blueprint for those who come after me you know i feel like um i set a blueprint in both i feel like i set a blueprint in both fields like for people who you know people been writing books right but there's a lot of people who when they saw me come out with my books they want to figure out how they could make, they could publish their poetry, right? Like so many people write poetry and they were trying to figure out what to do next with it, how they could monetize it or how they could take it to the next level. And so I feel like I, I was able to set the blueprint for a lot of people on how to, uh, you know, take the poetry game to the next level. And, you know, I still have people reach out to me who write poetry and they want to figure out how to publish books and, you know, how to book shows and how to do things like that. But, Literally, what you're hearing now started off from uh, the books, you know. And so, yeah, now I'm giving y'all slaps. Um, and so, yeah, it's talking about the blueprint. And then even when you think about the blueprint, I think about the blueprint for uh, worship music, you know, for those who are, you know, uh, you know, converting over and just trying to figure out how to um, convert over properly. You know, I feel like I've been setting the blueprint for cats on how to you know, use hip hop beats and how to be able to do certain things, but, you know, honor God. So, you know, so so set the blueprint for those who come after me, you know, I think about, you know, the different people who have, you know, the Malcolms, you know, the Ernest's, you know, uh, the different people, you know, Jackson, you know, my son, you know, people who come after me, you know, I've been able to, I I tried to set a blueprint, right? Um, I killed the beat, no casualty. That's just a little, you know, rap jargon. You know, I killed the beat. No casualty. It was a casualty. Um, and then look how I do it so casually. You know, like I killed the beat. I'm killing this and I'm doing it so casually. You know, I'm not going over your head. I'm not yelling. You know, I'm doing it real casual. 
Um, no Limits, I feel like Master P, you know, Master P, No Limit Records, Man of God, uh, Man of God, but y'all should not follow me, follow Heat. And so um, then it's just talking about being a man of God, right? So I'm talking about the blueprint, all these different things, but I'm also saying that ultimately I'm a man of God and that I don't want you guys to follow me. Um, the whole point of me doing what I do is that uh, I point you guys to him. I'm doing. I'm not doing you any service if I'm pointing you to me. If I'm putting attention on me and not on heat. So, uh, you know, man of God, y'all should not follow me. Follow heat. Um, got heat like the Sacramento summers. So, I mean, if you from Sacramento ever been to Sacramento summer, it's crazy hot. Um, no math, but we out here. No math, but we out here doing numbers. You know, math numbers. You know, just talking about uh, doing numbers. You know, being successful. Um, streaming numbers selling books, selling CDs, uh, you know, uh, getting likes, views, whatever. Um, no math, but we doing numbers. This is celebration. I was stuck up in a slumber. So, you know, I'm on this whole song for me is a celebration. Like I'm on, like, you know, I'm having this breakthrough. The original title of the song is called triumph. So for me, it was like, you know, um, this is celebration. I was stuck up in a slumber. You know, I was, down bad for a long time and so i'm celebrating coming out of that and the next line um even you know pushes even further it says you know this is celebration i was stuck up in a slum i was stuck up in a slumber it was me and kian now i stick to kian and i'm gone like you so it's like uh you know when i was in that slumber you know i was down bad you know me and kian you know you know uh walking to safeway and you know, putting six dollars between the both of us to make dinner, um, you know, getting out, you know, taking our EBT down to, uh, you know, Papa Murphy's and, and walk or which, which one was that Papa Murphy's anyways, the one you take home, you know, walking to Papa Murphy's in the rain, walking back with the pizza. Um, and, you know, I remember us, you know, splitting, splitting, you know, we would go get a bag of frozen fries and you know, we'd be up there, you know, you know, splitting, splitting the bag, you know, like just being down real bad. And so, you know, that's why I said this is a celebration. I was stuck up in a slumber. It was me and Ken, you know, like some of the lowest times I ever had in my life. I really spent side by side with Ken. And so my love for Ken is so different than my love for, you know, um, you know, other people, just because the uniqueness to the time that we spent together, you know, um, I won't go into all the details, but, you know, we just spent some real hard, low, low. I mean, we spent some of our lowest times in our life together. So, um, you know, definitely want to make sure I give him a shout out. So I said, it was me and Ken. Now I stick to Ken and I'm gone. Like, you know, and it's like, you know, just 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 talking about, you know, we didn't, we was walking, man. We was on foot. And so now it's like I stick to Ken and I'm gone. So now it's like. You know, if I want to go, you know, to the store, I stick the key in, I'm gone. You know, if I want to go, you know, to the arcade, if I want to go wherever, I could jump, I could stick the key in. You know, I ain't got to look for no jump bikes no more. I ain't got to wait for no Uber. I ain't got to catch no bus. I ain't got to walk nowhere. I ain't got to ask nobody for no ride. You know, I stick the key in, I'm gone. And that's just, you know, um, you know, just symbolic right there. And then it gets into the hook. Um, anything that could go wrong went wrong. And then, you know, so right there, you know, obviously just talking about, you know, it was just at a time where, you know, they say when it rains, it pours. And so anything that could go wrong, it went wrong, you know. Um, 
you know, we talk about, you know, the pandemic, you know, you talk about, and then the next part says, you know, anything that could go wrong went wrong. I was laid off sitting at, I was laid off. So, you know, it's like anything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, um, at that time, you know, I had just joined the church and I remember just uh, being at the church and the pandemic happening and, you know, just how naive we were at that time. I was hoping that the that the pandemic wouldn't affect the the church that you know although everything else was closed that we still be able to gather at the church and so you know it was like you know the church got shut down I'm stuck at home and at a place I want to be in um, you know I don't have a job for the first time in my life I've been laid off um, you know I remember there was troubles with them getting my EDD money so everyone's getting paid and I'm you know, just struggling, getting to my last nickel, you know, just like really bad, you know, falling behind on the rent, just everything, man. It was just all bad. So, you know, anything that could go wrong went wrong. And then it says, uh, I was laid off sitting at my home till I lost my home. So then it's just continuation where it's like anything I could go. So on top of all these things that are happening, you know, then it's just like, uh, yeah, all these things are happening. Then it's like, you know, in the midst of all stuff, I lose my home because, you know, the fire happens. You know, I was damn, I was, and it says, you know, um, I, was, I was sitting at my home until I lost my home. I was down bad, but now I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. So it's just like, you know, um, I was down bad, like real bad. And, you know, I, 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 I never will deny that, never will run from that. But now I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, it's on. And so it's just, you know, just a song of triumph. So I'm on. So it went the original trial, so you see why the original trial was called Triumph, you know, because, you know, it was overcoming. But now, you know, I switched it to I'm on. But, yeah, it's just talking about just being on, just being on. So uh, that's track number three. Um, that's how we got about that. The next track on the album is Pride. I'm actually going to skip that until I could book Najee for the podcast. Or if anything, I may do Pride, but only do my verse and then have Najee come on. I'll see what I do, but I think it'd be more beneficial if we both do Pride together. So more than likely, I'm going to skip Pride and then go to the next track, uh, which I think is Jesse's son. Don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, the next, so so we're going to skip Pride. Um, I know that's a, that's a, a episode that the homie George is looking forward to and everybody probably want to hear about. But um, yeah, thanks again, you guys, for supporting this project. Especially for supporting Pride, if I just to meet Pride and Jesse's son were the two songs that um, I was intrigued to see how they'd be received. But I feel like both songs have been received a lot better than I expect them to be received. So I thank you guys for just you know streaming the project on whatever platform that you guys get music from. Um, it is truly appreciated. You know I can't thank you guys enough for you know, just playing the music. Like I said, you know, there's so much stuff out there you guys could be doing or listening to, and you guys choose to stream that music. So thank you for um, streaming, you know, my last project under the name, Nat Freeman. Um, thank you. And now we'll be moving on to next year. <laughs> and I'm just looking forward to, you know, the first single under, you know, my birth name. It's going to be super exciting. And I think that um, I'm coming out with a bang on the first track. I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy this first track under under my birth name, Rakis. Um, episode 100 is coming to you. 
and I'm super duper excited. Um, 916-572-7285. If you have any questions you want to send in for the 100th episode, um, please, please, please hit us up. Um, we need all the stuff that you need. We need all the questions, you know, in advance so we can kind of, you know, dictate how we want to go about the episode and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, 916-572-7285. If you have any questions you want me to answer, I will be getting interviewed on the episode. So if you have any questions you want the interviewer to ask me, uh, feel free to uh, throw them in there. Also, 916-572-7285. If you want to go to the voicemail and ask for prayer requests, uh, you know, we're still doing that. I'm always going to do that. And also, if you want to, you know, leave, you know, what was your favorite project by me, book or CD, or even what was your favorite song? You know what I'm saying? Whatever it, whatever it is, uh, you know, feel free to hit up the voicemail. I encourage you guys to please use the voicemail. Utilize that. It's a way to interact with the show for me to hear from you. You know, I love to hear from y'all just to hear y'all feedback. Um, it's always awesome. Anywho, um, this is episode 98. This is crazy. We're 98 episodes in. Um, it's amazing. I thank you all for continuing to grow the podcast, continuing to grow the support. I can only do it. I can only do this because of y'all. So thank y'all for playing it, <laughs> liking it, sharing it, commenting. Um, I know Dre listens to it with his wife. Um, so that counts as two listens in my book. But anywho, <laughs> um, Seriously, thank you all. I thank you all for encouraging me to listen to this podcast. I recently started listening to my own podcast about a month or two ago, you know, just for my own studying, just to hear how it actually came out, to hear how it flows. And I really enjoy this show, I must say. So thank you all. Thank you all so much. Um, I truly, truly, truly appreciate y'all, man. Um, I feel like there's something I want to say before I get up out of here. But uh, it's not hitting me, so I'm not going to drag this out too much longer. Anywho, man, check in on your folks. That's what I'm going to say. Check in on your folks, you know. There's so much going on. You know, I, I, went, I went out to grab some uh, coffee with a friend uh, this past uh, week ago, and they were telling me just about their financial situation. They were telling me about, you know, just uh, – you know, how their, you know, grandfather was dealing with illness, you know, sickness. And there's just so much stuff going on outside of your own immediate life. So um, check in on folks, you know, it, it don't cost you nothing. It's real simple. You know, I always try to make sure to text my brothers, how you doing, uh, how you been, even my wife, you know, how's your day going or a meme or something. You know, we have a group chat at work where we might just drop a meme in, you know, just check in on people, man. You just you just never know what people got going on, what they're going through. Um, and sometimes it's good stuff, too, man. You know, you never know. So just check in on your folks, man. Check in on your folks. Um, it costs you nothing. Anywho, this is your boy, Rakis. I want to thank you all for listening to the Heck of Dangerous podcast. The song you're about to listen to is called I'm On. It is from the, uh, the EP. I hope these songs help. The link is in the show uh, description. I don't know if you guys ever read the show description, but within the show description, I have a lot of links, a lot of things like that. So I'm going to put up uh, the the link for 
the pre-save link for Rakis. I'm going to put up the YouTube link for I'm on. I'm going to put uh, my Cash App and Venmo and that stuff in case you want to, you know, send a love offering to the ministry, you know, the podcast, all that good stuff. Um, a lot of stuff is inside there. So just check it out. You know, I, I make sure to add the script. If I do refer to a scripture in the episode, I like to put the scripture reference in there so you can read it for yourself, you know, all that jazz. Anywho, man, like I said, it's your boy Rakis. This is the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. This is episode 98, and I will see y'all when I see y'all. yee Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. I just had to tell you that I'm on. That I'm on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. I just had to let you know I'm on. That I'm on. No bloodline, I'm just chilling with my oos. Oos. Genesis to Revelations, yeah, that be my proof. Proof. Kicking doxology when I'm in the booth. Booth. Spent the whole calendar with no roof. No. I was off the map. Deal with depression, but I'm off of that. Off of that. Started with the books, now I give them slap. Give them slaps. Blueprint for those who come after me. Yeah. Kill the beat. No casualty, casualty. Look how I do it so casually, casually. No limits, man. I feel like Master P, Master P. Man of God, y'all should not follow me, follow he. Got heat like them Sacramento summers, yeah. No math, but I'm out here doing numbers, numbers. This a celebration. I was stuck up in the slumber, slumber. It was me and Ken, yeah. Now I stick to Ken and I'm gone, and I'm gone. Like, yeah. Anything that could go wrong went wrong, wrong. I was laid off, sitting up at my home, home, till I lost my home, home. I was down bad, but now I'm on, now I'm on, but now I'm on, now I'm on. I was down bad, but now I'm on, now I'm on, now I'm on, now I'm on. I'm back on, back on. I was down bad, but I'm on, now I'm on, yeah I'm on, yeah I'm on, yeah I'm on, yeah I'm on. Thank you.